Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. Oh, what a day. What a day. This is Thursday, and I'm recording today so that I can make sure to get this episode out in time. So, uh, yes. So, if anything comes out on Friday and it's big news, I'll have missed it, but I'm willing to risk it. Let's see here. The things that I like this week is nothing. I don't really have anything that I like this week. It was a pretty good week, but most of it was spent doing taxes and yard work. So not a lot of fun, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, this week, I would like to thank Patreon supporter Mark. He is the number two Patreon supporter of this podcast. He's been here since, I think, April of 2018. So, Mark, thanks so much. If you received um, a Netflix subscription over the last couple of weeks, or last couple of months, I guess, um, Mark played a big part of that. So, Mark, thank you. Thank you for being <laughs> thank you for being a Patreon supporter, and I apologize for my stupid mouth. I have, I have an unusually large bottom lip, and most people don't know this until I point it out, but I'm very self-conscious about it, and I'm convinced that that coupled with a huge tongue, not like Gene Simmons size, but I have a pretty big tongue. I can't speak like normal people do. I have a, I have a hard time with it. Anyway, if you would like to become a Patreon supporter for this freak of nature, that is me, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com. We have the $1 level, which gives you access to the Patreon feed and you get it a little bit longer show. And then we have a $5 level where you get access to the Patreon feed. You get a thank you note from myself. And then you also get access to the kilowatt slack. So yeah. Speaking of the Patreon feed this week, our Patreon ex- uh, exclusive content will be Tesla as a startup. And I'm going to be honest with you, I started off with the, why do people see Tesla as a startup and still see Tesla as a startup? And then I kind of went a different, (laughs) kind of went a different way, but hopefully you will enjoy it. Let's jump right into the news, shall we? VW is delaying the ID3 release until September 2020. It was supposed to be out mid 2020, which is, I guess, now, but VW, they didn't give any specific reason, but we do know that they've been having some horrific software issues and uh, they haven't really been able to resolve them. So that's kind of, 
I think I think that's where they're at with this. And I'm sorry for the stuttering. I don't know. This is a very, it's not that unusual for me, but it's unusual for me during the podcast. So goodness gracious. Nikola Motors is in talks with three OEMs to see who will build the Nikola Badger. The Nikola Badger, Badger is a hydrogen electric hybrid pickup truck. Uh, you know, we're going to learn more because we talked about this on Monday. We're going to learn more about this on June 29th. I think it's interesting what Nikola is trying to do. And at some point, I would like to have Trevor Milton, who is the CEO of Nikola on the show. He's done a lot of podcasts and a lot of press lately. And I feel like maybe, um, I don't want to bug him is really what it comes down to. Although if he wanted to come on the show, Trevor, if you listen to the show and you want to come on, I'd love to have you. I think what they're doing is interesting by taking, it's basically a hydrogen EV, right? Or a hydrogen uh, hybrid EV. So it'll run on battery power and no hydrogen, or it'll run on hydrogen, which is then converted to electricity to charge the batteries. And then it runs on electricity. So either way, it's an electric vehicle, but it's kind of a hybrid electric vehicle. I'm, I'm really excited about this. I think what they're doing is really neat. And if they can pull it off, I think it's going to be a pretty cool truck. Hyundai has updated the batter, excuse me, battery monitoring system on the Kona EV after some vehicles caught fire. Now, I've only heard about two fires. One was in Canada and the other one was recently in South Korea. Hyundai didn't say exactly what they changed or when they released the update for this change. They've said it's fixed. They didn't say when they released the update to fix the problem, though. They did some additional battery health diagnostic software in that update. So hopefully this will not uh, keep happening for them, but cars catch on fire and, you know, what are you going to do? I, I haven't heard of a lot. I've only heard of two. So that's pretty good considering the Hyundai is a pretty popular vehicle, electric vehicle. I think that Hyundai has something like 9.6% of the EV market, which is a pr- pretty good for one company. I mean, it's not Tesla numbers, but it's pretty good for a company that still makes ICE cars as in addition to the EVs. And other legacy automaker news, Ford has delayed the release of the F-150 EV until mid-2020. And honestly, we'll keep an eye on this story. There's supposed to be a van that's coming out too. I'm fairly certain that the van will be like a like a white panel van. It's not a surprise. I don't know if the COVID stuff is part of this delay or if Ford's just having some other issues. It's something I'm going to keep my eye on and I will update you as more things come out. Lucid Motors is on track to start delivering cars in 2021. As Lucid transitions into or transitions from designing cars to producing cars, their CEO, Peter Rawlinson, would like to remind people that Lucid is not a Tesla killer. They would like to coexist with Tesla. They are not interested in putting Tesla out of business. It's a big auto market, and I've said this several times, and it really bugs me when people use the word um, whatever killer, Apple killer, Tesla killer, iPhone killer, it doesn't really matter what it is, because it's a big market, and people have a wide variety of tastes. And maybe Tesla isn't forced, you know, Joe over here, but Steve really likes Tesla, but Joe prefers to drive an Audi. Um, it's okay. Everybody can, everybody can drive what they want to drive. Anyhow, back to the story at hand. 
I do believe that Peter is being genuine. We're on a first name basis, him and I. I do believe that he's being genuine in this statement, but I am sure in his heart of hearts, he hopes just a little bit, he hopes that this takes some pressure off of Lucid as they begin to produce their new vehicle, the Lucid Air, because there's going to be a ton of comparisons and there's going to be people on the side of this car is garbage because Tesla didn't create it, or they're going to be on the side of, you know, this car is amazing and it's so much better than Tesla. It's fine. It's a car and it's going to look really good and it's going to be a really nice car. I've sat in one. I talked to the staff and I'm not sure if they all work there still, but I, I talked to quite a few of the people who work at Lucid and are in charge of designing this vehicle and, and certain components of it. And they're all lovely people. Like they just want to put out a nice car. And I believe that they don't want to destroy Tesla. They just want to put out a nice car that people like and enjoy. And it's, it's beautiful. In real life, this car is absolutely beautiful. At least the prototype was. All right. Lordstown Motors will be virtually unveiling the Endurance EV pickup truck sometime at the end of June. Lordstown is also retooling their factory, which was formerly operated by GM. And interestingly enough, GM gave them, Lordstown Motors, a $40 million loan to retool the factory. So very interesting. Again, I've said this before, GM has some sort of hooks into Lordstown. I don't know if it's an official investment or it's just like they want them to be successful so they can start building GM trucks. I'm I'm not exactly sure what it is. But it seems as though uh, GM is being a, a decent partner for Lordstown. All right, let's talk about some Tesla news. We'll start with that. Tesla is canceling solar roof reservations in areas that they're just not going to cover or they can't con- cover at the moment. I know that this is very annoying, especially with people who have been on the waiting list for years. On the other hand, Tesla should not be stringing these people along. So I get why they're doing it. I'm sure as soon as COVID stuff kind of starts to go away, Tesla will be able to hire more employees. And then also, in addition to that, use third-party contractors. And then some more of these areas will be covered. But as of right now, they're just saying, you know what? We're going to cut our losses because we can't, we can't service your area. Model Y has been added to the Tesla referral program. So if you refer somebody and they buy a Model Y, then you get a thousand free supercharging miles and they get a thousand free supercharging miles. Pretty great deal for both of you. And speaking of the Model Y, deliveries have begun in Canada. Again, I have yet to see a Model Y in my area, which is flooded with Teslas right now. But I do think it's great that they're finally able to get up to Canada. I don't know how many of these cars they've delivered. It will be interesting to see if they break them out in the next quarter. I don't think they will. I think they'll lump them in with the Model 3. Tesla has launched a new feature that allows you to share your vehicle with other people. So you enter in a person's email address and then they can access your car. You can have up to five different drivers at a time. So whoever you're loading the Tesla to, they'll need to have the Tesla app installed with the email address that you assigned to their profile. This would be honestly very handy with family members or friends that don't live in your house that want to borrow your car. Like if I'm at work, right, I got my cyber truck, I'm at work. My father-in-law doesn't live too far away from where I work. If he wants to come and pick up the cyber truck and then go pick up some stuff at Home Depot, 
I can say, cool, it's outside the gate. Just use your phone and you can take the car. You don't need to have me there. Because oftentimes, you know, we'll be on a call and he'll have to wait or whatever. I think this is a really good feature to have. Or if you do the Toro thing and you rent your car out or some other kind of rental service. And of course, this is something that I'm sure Tesla will be using for their ride sharing service. They're just kind of putting it out there for people to use ahead of time to see how they use it would be my guess. Speaking of Cybertruck, Elon may be considering allowing the rear window of the Cybertruck to fold down for additional storage. Now, when I say considering, this suggestion came from a Twitter user and Elon just kind of was like, oh, that's something we should consider. So keep keep that in mind. This is not like definitely going to happen. But the whole thought is, is the window would roll down into the rear panel and then that rear panel would fold forward and that would extend the size of the truck bed. You can store more in there. If Tesla does do this, it may allow them to reduce the size of the bed because right now, you know, it's pretty long. Now I say may, they could do it if they wanted to, but I'm not really convinced that they want to. So it's probably just a pipe dream. I really want the truck to be a little bit shorter so I can ensure that it'll fit in my garage. That's just, I'm being selfish is really what it comes down to. Elon emailed the Tesla team and said that it's time to go all out and bring the Tesla semi to volume production. Now, Musk put a delivery timeline of 2021 for the first semis to roll off the production line. We know that Giga Nevada will produce the batteries and powertrains for Tesla semi, but Tesla has not announced where the semi production will take place. There may be some sort of short-term production, like a short-term production line in California or Nevada, but I'd be willing to bet the permanent place where they do the production is wherever they choose to put the Cybertruck factory. Wherever that goes, whether it's Texas or Georgia, North Carolina or wherever, Oklahoma, wherever that happens to go, that's where the semi-truck will go as well. I don't know this to be true, but I believe strongly that that's going to be the case. Tesla's stock price has reached $1,000 a share, and they are now the most valuable automaker in the world, which is insane when you consider where they were two years ago. I don't know anything about stock, but I'm sure that this is welcome news for all the Tesla employees with stock options as well as the shareholders. Probably not so much for the shorts, but... For everybody else, they're very happy about this news. You know what? There's a rumor going around that Tesla is looking at building a factory in the UK. There are also reports that Elon was in the UK last weekend, and the Department for International Trade has confirmed that it is looking for a site for a facility related to EVs. But they didn't confirm or hint that that uh, company looking for the facility was Tesla. It's starting to sound very plausible. If you look, the UK, they drive on the left side of the road. Europeans drive on the right side of the road. They have the factory in in Berlin, produces right-hand drive cars. The closest area to the UK that drives on the left side of the road is the Channel Islands. I looked this up. And then after that, there's some countries in Africa, and I think Pakistan drives on the left side of the road. And that's pretty much it. Everybody else drives on the right side of the road, as best as I can tell, except for some countries in Asia, of course. 
But in terms of who that factory would service, I'm sure it would service mostly the UK, maybe some of the African countries, and possibly the Channel Islands that are off the coast of France. It looks, like I said, plausible. Four Tesla workers at the Fremont factory have tested positive for COVID-19. Some employees are concerned that Tesla is not taking enough precautions to help prevent the spread of the virus. And we've talked about similar stories and similar concerns in the past, and I'm not going to rehash those. One of the things that employees are frustrated about is that Tesla is not giving them information. And I don't know if that's specific information on who has tested positive for COVID or if that's information like, like what they're doing is they're, if someone tests positive for COVID, they tell everybody on their team, Hey, somebody tested positive for COVID, but they're not telling other people outside of that. It's kind of kept in their words, kind of secret. And to me, if somebody tests positive in the factory, they should, that should be known, not the person's name because we got to protect the, the, the patient and with the HIPAA laws, but the, fact that somebody tested positive inside the factory, you don't know if that person walked past somebody, you know, that works in breaks and this person happens to work in paint. You don't, you don't know what contact those two folks had in the time that they were able to spread the, the virus. But anyway, in any case, employees should be issued N95 masks and any other personal protective clothing that they may, may need to do their job safely. You know, Tesla made a big deal about opening up earlier than what Alameda County wanted them to. And if they're going to do this, then if if they're going to uh, take that stand, then they need to be the safest facility operating in that, that area. And especially with some of the comments that Elon's made, they probably need to be one of the safest manufacturing facilities in the United States, at least. I mean, they need to make every effort to keep people safe. And we know that masks uh, do a great job of that. Giving your employees the best possible masks to ensure their safety. And then also if, you know, one of the employees, even if it's off work becomes infected, you've done everything in your power to protect your employees, especially when you're as vocal as Elon was about reopening. Because if a thousand, if four people got COVID tested positive for COVID. And I think it's a total of six over the last couple of weeks. And it's making news. If a thousand people at the Fremont factory test positive for COVID, then it's going to be a catastrophe. And when I say catastrophe, I mean in the media sense of a catastrophe, because everything seems to be inflated a little bit when it goes through that media filter. Anyway, Tesla, if they want to stay open, they need to be the pillar of safety. That's my point. Moving on. We talked about, I think it was last week, maybe the week before, Tesla filing for approval from the Chinese government to sell some Model 3s with lithium iron phosphate batteries, the LFP batteries. Tesla has been approved to sell that version of the Model 3 with the LFP battery. In the past, the auto industry avoided these kind of batteries because they were low energy density and they didn't last as long, like their their lifespan was very short. Some Chinese automakers, they did use this technology because the energy density, even though it was lower, the batteries were cheaper. The other thing is LFP batteries don't contain cobalt, which is very expensive. Even though there's a very little amount of cobalt in lithium iron ion batteries, 
it's expensive and then it's problematic in terms of human rights because uh, some cobalt is not sourced in a very responsible way in terms of human rights. And then also there's the environmental impact of, of digging this cobalt out of the ground. So I'm sure this is something that not only Tesla, but other companies that use batteries would like to get away from just in general. Tesla and CATL have made many improvements on the LFP batteries, the density and the longevity. LFP batteries do weigh a little bit more than typical lithium ion. They weigh about 200 pounds more than the standard Model 3 battery packs. And why we're on the subject of batteries, CATL announced their own million mile battery. And I don't think this has anything to do with Tesla's. I'm, I'm like 99% sure because I'm guessing that Elon would like to be the one that, that makes the announcement on the million mile battery, not the CEO of CATL. The new battery would last 16 years or 1.24 million miles. It'll cost 10% more than traditional batteries, which is really impressive because 10% more to get, you know, let's say an additional 10 years out of the battery pack. I'll pay that premium for sure. CATL supplies batteries for BMW, VW, which it's subsidiaries, VW Group subsidiaries, which are Audi and Porsche. Tesla does have a two-year contract with CATL, and they are, like I said, like we mentioned earlier, they are working together on some battery tech. All right, with that, let's end the show. Thank you for listening and and, uh, putting up with my stuttering and my stammering. I'm trying to record these shows in as few takes as possible. Last episode on Monday, I don't know how many times I started over, but it took me three hours to record the show. That is not a lie. Three hours to record the show. I did stop and eat a little bit of lunch and drink some water, but it's ridiculous because it was only like a 20 some minute show. <laughs> uh, I just had a really hard time getting the words out. This episode, it took about 40 minutes. And so I'm going to consider that a success. But anyway, thank you very much for listening to me. Thank you very much for subscribing to the show. There's a lot of new listeners and I really appreciate everybody who, who is taking a chance and spending 20 to 30 minutes with me every week, especially if you're new. Cause I am definitely not for everybody. And once you hear my voice, a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm just going to turn that off. If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B O D I E at 918digital.com. That's 918digital.com. And you can also find me on Twitter at 918digital. And if you want to DM me or communicate with me through email or DM, I am available both ways. I want everybody to have a wonderful week. Oh, next week, I will not. I might record on Saturday. I'm busy all day Friday and a lot of Thursday. So I might record on Friday or uh, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. Off On the off chance, it might be Monday, but I think I can probably get it done on Saturday. So just so as you know, everybody have a great week. Thank you for listening. And uh, I appreciate each and every single one of you.